Well, Ulysses, the series against the Blue Jays started off well for the Rays, winning the first two and scoring 10 runs apiece in those games. But uh, things faltered from there on Saturday and Sunday, unfortunately. There was a lot uh, of everything in these four, in this four-game series, and we're going to go uh, through it all, the positives and, then, and the negatives. So let's start right now. You are locked on Rays. Your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. And we are the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Rays your very first listen every day. And remember, Locked On Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked on Rays. Well, Ulysses, as we alluded to, um, four-game series against the Blue Jays, the Rays split, uh, winning the first two, then losing the last two of that series. There was good and there was bad. Uh, What would you prefer to start with, the good or the bad from this four-gamer? I I never really know when to start with the good because sometimes you want to, you know, hype up people. Let's welcome into the show in a good way, not just go negative Nancy right away. So let's start with that. I'll go with the positives. And the positives has a, uh, a first name and a last name, and that is Randy Arosarena. My goodness, he has been on fire lately but not like lately like oh look at the last three games oh look at the last 15 games no like let's look at him post all-star this is his slash line people a 303 batting average a 368 on base 509 slugging that's an 877 ops eight home runs 45 rbi okay you don't like traditional stats here's an analytical stats for you 135 wrc plus Boom. I mean, the guy has just been on fire and this offense gets really going when he is hot. We've all seen not only race fans, but baseball fans across the globe have seen how when this guy is on fire, he can literally put a whole team on his shoulders and carry them through the playoffs. So that's the kind of player that he is. And we're seeing that not only in September, but since the all-star break. Randy, now a member of the 20-30-40 club, 20 home runs, 30 stolen bases, and 40 doubles in a single season. The first guy to do that in baseball since Mookie Betts and the first guy in a Rays uniform to do that, well, ever. And, yeah, he has been coming on strong and just smacking the ball all over the place, just line drive, home run. I mean, it's he's, he's Mr. Doubles, uh, evidently. And, um, you know, I, I – I'm more interested in uh, not just what Randy has done on on the field, but I would love to see what uh, transpired between him and Yandi. Um, if I'm Yandi Diaz, I'm thinking, you know, there, there's better guys to to pick on than Randy or Rosarena. Randy at least is doing his job offensively, which is really uh, all you can ask for um, if you're a Rays fan there. So that that's good. Um, also, you mentioned Randy. We have to acknowledge Wander Franco as well. Yep. Coming along strong. I believe his – Hitting streak is up to 12 as of right now, and he and Randy do it in a little bit of a different fashion as far as offensive production. But um, to me, there is there is nothing sweeter than seeing Wander from the left side smacking the ball the other way. Just it, it, it 
it feels different when he does it compared to others. That's just me anyway. Yeah, no, he has a sweet swing in, and, and the way that he can go gap to gap is pretty impressive for Wonder. Now, there, I didn't like the the fact, I don't know if they took him out because of the hand thing that uh, on, on the left yeah. hand, not even the right hand where he had the surgery. So that'll be something to monitor. Hopefully it's just a little bit sore, something not quite horrible. Um, but yeah, he the 12-game hitting streak is, is impressive, which, you know, I think when he made that into an 11-game streak, I think an 11-game streak, they said it was a career high hitting streak mm. which is impressive because last year he was on he had an on base streak for like 43 games didn't he so that means that yeah even <laughs> last year he never actually got to 11 game uh 11 game straights uh, with uh, with a with a hit so uh, it was pretty impressive what what he did last year obviously and then this year kind of getting it uh going late we uh, Race fans need to see that production. Uh, Randy can't do it all by himself. I mean, yes, he can put a, the team on his back, but, though, but it would be much easier for his right. back and for his mental health if guys like Andy Diaz get healthy, if guys like Wander Franco keep producing and down and, and down the lineup. I mean, we, we've yet to see a, a, a pop from David Peralta. I mean, not one right. stinking solo Austin Meadows first row home run by David Peralta, not even that. But Randy Rosarena has been hot. I love that you mentioned the 20-30-40 club because in baseball, there are so many stats that you can just kind of like, well, when this guy had, you know, Chicken Alfredo on a Wednesday right. evening, he has a 500 career, you know, like that doesn't matter. You know, you can, you can always draw a, a narrative for every single player with any single stat that you want. But this 20-30-40 does feel different when, you've got, when you have guys like Mookie Betts doing that same thing not and not every year like since 2018 yeah. nobody had done it nobody in the Rays uh franchise had done it and I believe only 20 players in MLB history have done that so it is pretty impressive just because it's not one of the 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 collections of stats that we always keep track of like who's going to be the next 20 30 40 guy mm-hmm. nobody ever does that but it's still impressive yeah, and he is a guy that, again, when September comes calling, October comes calling, you know you can always count on him to produce and not shy away from the moment in this stage. And uh, there aren't many players that have that ability and wherewithal. And, um, yeah, it's so funny. I feel like just doubles in baseball sort of get overlooked. I mean, we always talk about 2020, 30 club, but we never really acknowledge a guy getting 40 doubles 45 doubles 50 doubles now i will be curious to see you know that list of 20 30 40 club if there's a member of the 10 20 30 40 club that uh, you know that 10 would be triples and the only guy i could think of i guess he couldn't do it he's not in this stat line but you know maybe uh carl crawford would have been a, a name that would come to mind um of course that never happened you know probably crawford was maybe uh you know, a 10, 17, 30, 40 club member. Like he was just shy of the 20 home runs, but I would have to do some research and digging on that there, but uh, great for Randy. And again, um, I, I think that uh, he's getting hot at the right time. And I do want to acknowledge this uh, before we get on to uh, the negatives and the not so good from the weekend um, credit to the Rays on Friday. Yes, they won 10 to six, but that was a battle and a grind back and forth where it was 3-3, then 6-6, and then you have David Peralta. Yes, he is uh, sans home runs uh, with the Rays so far this year, but uh, go ahead, 
go ahead numbers are his name of the game. He had the go ahead sack fly and just um, smacking the ball. Uh, I mean, the, the Rays just, they had to get creative in that game where, yeah, they, they hit some balls off the wall, just like the Blue Jays did, but uh, put the ball in play ground ball, score the runner, lay down a good bunt. Like you, you sort of had to score in, in different ways and different facets there to, to pull out the W. And it also helped that uh, Bo Bichette is uh, not uh, the greatest defensively at shortstop either. Yeah, exactly. When, when people, you know, talk about, Oh, Wander should move like Bo Bichette should move. Okay. Yeah. Bo, Bichette, Bo Bichette's defense does not play. I'm sorry. Wander's I, is getting better. His defense is, is getting better. I mean, his hands look a lot smoother and you can trust him. If it's two outs balls hit to him, is he going to make the play? And it looks like he's going to make the play now. Uh, I, I, I'm like, as a third party uh, objector. Yes. Bo Bichette has gotten better, but I mean, my goodness, Wander is better. Wander's oh, better. Yeah, that, and I don't, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. like, my goodness. But, uh, yeah, that was Harold Ramirez putting the ball in play. David Peralta putting, you know, a, an, enough enough juice on that sack fly. And credit to Taylor Walls saying, you know what? I'm going. I have the speed and I'm going for it. Mm-hmm. Very, very good for, for him. I do have a question for you. Randy Rosarena now sits at 87 RBIs for the year. 87. There are nine oh. games left. He is a guy that's on fire, like I just said, with all the stats. Does he make it to 95? I thought you were going to go 100, and I would say no. Um, so he basically has to get an RBI a game. Yes. Oh, that's pretty tough. I'm going to say no, but he does get to 90. He does get to 90. I don't think he gets to 95, though. He does he get to 93. Uh, sure. I'll say 93. Okay. Not a so you're between more, 93, though. 94. Okay. Okay. That's fair enough. Yeah. I, I think, think that's a normal 93. I think that's a normal gauge, but my goodness, if he has a crazy game, a hundred is not off the table still. Yeah. He no, just had a six sure. RBI night. Yeah. I mean, I mean that I mean it's pretty it's pretty sneakily a fantastic 2022 season for Randy and I still think that not only is he underrated in MLB but he's still somewhat underrated within the race fan base. If this guy was a New York Yankee, a Boston Red Sox, an LA Dodger, everybody in the world would be talking about how he is the most electric fun player out there and we would see him on Sports Illustrated covers all the time uh no i agree with that and um man you just wonder if he and i know you gotta have built-in off days and all that but if he had played i mean i guess you know i guess he will get to over 150 games but give him 155 games i think he absolutely would get there the concern with me of him getting a 95 rbis this season is uh, the Rays play the Guardians. We know about their pitching staff, and they play the Astros. We know about their pitching staff, and then Boston. So you know, maybe Randy will produce, but uh, will the rest of the lineup? That's a big question. Right. And going on the road like that, you you close out the season with nine games on the road. I think that's going to be very very tough. But yeah, I think you know Randy was he in a way cursed himself with that amazing 2020 postseason uh, because the expectation. I mean, you. you can never replicate that. So everything, no. no matter what he does the rest of his career, it 
doesn't ever, I, I guess it won't ever measure up to what he did there and what people had with those, you know, that the crazy memory of that, oh, he's going to continue that in the regular season. He's going to be a 40-40 guy in perpetuity. And that's just not how baseball works. But he has been um, a really, really great addition for the Rays uh, over the last several years, for sure. Uh, we have much more to talk about. But first, we have to tell you about LinkedIn. Uh, LinkedIn Jobs, that is. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Ulysses, we uh, discussed the good from the weekend with the Rays. Now let's get into uh, some of the not so good with, I'm sure, harping on the Saturday 3-1 loss and Sunday's 7-1 loss as well, which uh, doesn't uh, help the Rays as they're, you would think, trying to garner that first wild card spot. Yeah, the 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 Saturday game was disappointing just because Alec Manoa did not have it for the first two innings, and you yeah. had the chance to really do some damage. And unfortunately, he is just a really darn good pitcher. I mean, it's 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 impressive what that guy's arsenal looks like, and he's going to be a bother for the next five years mm-hmm. uh, f- for us to, to see him if he doesn't get traded, which if I'm, I'm a Jays fan, I don't want this guy to be traded at all. I mean, yep. he's just a, an ALSI young candidate for the next, you know, however many years you want to, you know, put green Skittles on that. So no, he, I, I, that was annoying, but understandable, you know, it, it, it's okay. The Sunday game is the one that bothers me is the one that bothers me because you're going with your ACE and I know Russ Stripling has been doing a fine job for for the Blue Jays this season, but it's your ace. I don't care if the guy, the other guy, is having a nice season. It's Shane McClanahan, that the 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 guy who's been on the podium for most of the Cy Young um, for 2022 in the American League. And I got to tell you, I'm not full on worried. I'm not. Oh my goodness, what's going on? Worried. But um, let me check out some stats and see if my inkling of McClanahan worry does check out. And it kind of does. It kind of does because he's allowed nine runs in nine innings over his over his uh, two past innings. Mm-hmm. He's now two and four with a 426 ERA in the second half. Okay, and I just the opponent's average has gone from 176 in the first half to 214. The on base has jumped from 217 to 289. The slugging has also jumped 30 points from 290 to 320. Uh, I just he only he only allowed 19 walks in his fir- in the first half. Do you know how many walks he's allowed? In the second half? Probably more than 19. 16. Three shy. And 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 this, having said this, he pitched 110 innings in the first half. He's only pitched 45. And he's almost to that amount. So we have seen a big hit in the face in the second half as race fans on this 
you know, turn of the regression um, by Shane McClanahan. And honestly, after these couple of bad outings, because they have been bad, and I think Shane would be the first guy to say, no, they, they were bad outings. I think we can already say goodbye to the 2022 Cy Young by Shane McClanahan. Oh, for sure. And I'm curious about, is it fatigue? Is it soreness? Is he hurt? He has not really been the same since that injured list stint. And then he had the, what, the neck issue that he had to exit the game. Yeah. So I'm a, I think that's a concern. I would, again, I know people got on me for the fact that uh, when he hit the injured list, I made the prognostication that he would not return, that he was done for the year. I was wrong on that. I went with uh, David Sampson's advice. Maybe the advice should have been he won't be the same. He won't be pitching to the same level for whatever reason. Maybe it's, you know, you get out of the groove for a couple of weeks. It's a combination of, hey, you're getting down to the wire. And um, it, it takes time to having that, that first or second season where you're – it's hard. It's hard to maintain that consistent level of play from game one or start one to start 32. I'll just put it like that. I'm going to be a devil's advocate to my own. Am I worried about Shane McClanahan? He comes back from the injured list. He pitches five scoreless innings against Toronto in Toronto. Everybody's like, awesome. Low pitch count. Good. First start scoreless. We feel good. Then he goes against the Astros and they hit him everywhere. Even they, they basically went inside his mouth, they put the tongue up, and then they still hit him under that spot in his mouth. So that's that's where they hit him. And the Toronto Blue Jays kind of did the same thing yeah. on Sunday. So as devil's advocate here, Toronto just saw him. So they've got fresh, a fresh look at Shane. They got more video, more recent video. They, you know, they got their boy Russ on the mound. Like, you know, you, you can do that. The Astros, they're one of the better offenses that we have seen in 2022. So, devil's advocate, well, you know, these particularly particularly two teams are really good, offensively speaking. And two, one of them just saw him. So, that's what I'll say. So, that's why I'm not 100%, oh my goodness, the the chicken little, the the sky's falling on, on Shane McClanahan. But if I'm a Rays fan, I don't have the same gumption of like psh, watch Shane just go six innings uh shutty against whoever like yeah. now I'm like I hope for a quality start again I think I would be more comfortable putting Drew Rasmussen in a do or die game at this point which by the way did the Blue Jays in their last outing against the Rays did they see Drew Rasmussen <sighs> putting me on the spot here I do not think so okay I do not think so. He did pitch okay. against the Astros just now, didn't he? Yeah, I can't. I don't know. I, I don't have recall. Him I mean, I know that the – I mean, to – again, not to go back and forth with not really an argument, but the, the Rays also saw Alec Manoa previously too. But, again, the Rays' offense is not the Blue Jays' and- offense. So that's a little bit of – I mean – the Blue Jays, they've got five players with at least 21 home runs. The addition of Whit Merrifield is – that's a really, really smart play. I mean, I don't think there – is there any argument that they have the best hitting catcher tandem in baseball right now? 
between it's, it, uh, Kirk it, and Jansen. I mean, you combine their numbers, you combine their OPSs, you combine their power. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's Not impressive. to mention all the other studs that they have in the lineup too. So it's impressive. Um, it's kind of like what the Rays had in 2021 with Mike Zunino going nuts and Mejia being a really nice backup catcher. Like yeah. that was a really nice tandem, and that's what they have now. Again, possibly for years. And going back to your Drew Rasmussen, yes, of course he pitched. Uh, actually Saturday. Why did I forget that? Six and a third, three hits allowed, only one run uh, came across. He he pitched beautifully. He pitched beautifully, yeah. on, but you know, just got kind of bad luck there. That and honestly, like I was more upset about Saturday's loss than Sunday's loss um, because you you threw away Drew Rasmussen's gym. I mean, and it was zero zero in the seventh inning before Whit Merrifield's three run homer. I mean, right? Rasmussen was really working the curveball and cutter, whereas. It seemed pretty earlier, in, uh, pretty early in that Sunday game. That okay, uh, I guess McLeanahan's just going to be feathering sliders and fastballs down the middle. That's that's what it's going to be for the game. Um, and I've been more confident about what Drew has done compared to Shane as of late. But the losses still suck at the end of the day too. Which um, you know, it's it, and we didn't even. I mean, we're, we're talking about bad. We might as well continue on that track because we also got a lot of bad news on the injury front. Brandon Lau won't return this season due to a lower back issue, which I know Evan Klosky has made the, the interesting point that uh, maybe it's not so bad that he'll miss the postseason, but I'm sure you'd still like to have Brandon, uh, Brandon Lau in the lineup in the regular season. And then we also learned that Shane Boz will have Tommy John surgery and miss the 2023 season. Uh, maybe that opens up a window for uh, Ryan Yarbrough in 2023. Who knows at this point? Uh, Yandy Diaz still dealing with that left shoulder issue. Who knows what's going to happen with it? Like I'm just to the point where, um, and I, I think I even, I, don't, I guess I forgot to mention it on Friday that Jalen Beeks hit the IL too. But um, I'm I'm fully just prepared for uh, the the crap news of, ah, yeah, Yandy Diaz, he's going to be shut down for the rest of the season. Like it's just gotten to this point with the injuries. And then, uh, you know, I guess it's, it's nice. It's sweet. It's uh, it was a nice tribute to Kevin Kiermeyer, the thank you KK video highlight, but that also may signal the last of the KK era in a raised uniform, which is certainly going to bring a lot of um, emotions uh, to the fan base. So, that's that's really all the bad I have. Oh yeah, Dave Wills. Yeah, he, he had a heart. He had a heart issue too. And yeah, he's, I think he's had to step I, back. Yeah, and 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 he's been missing for like ten games. And today he, uh, or rather, yeah, we're recording this on Sunday evening, people. Um, on Sunday's game, yeah, he actually was the opener and he did two innings. So that was nice to hear Dave again, and hopefully he gets uh, better soon and we can hear him go all nine innings, uh, just like a complete game, uh, James Shields in 2011. But regardless, mm-hmm. let's go kind of part by part to dissect all of those bad. Um, those bad, bad news. Okay, Brendan Lau not returning sucks. I mean, that's a guy who can give you a three-run shot when you might need it, and you don't have that anymore. And if you look down, up and down the lineup, there's not a lot of guys who can hit 40 home runs because they're not. there's not a lot of guys in this lineup that can hit 30, maybe not even 25. 
So yeah, his loss is is definitely huge. Shane Boz, definitely a big big L. But if there's a if there is going to be a a return to even better heights, it would be a pitcher with his talent in the raising uh, organization. Like I have no 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 doubt in my mind. Um, but obviously. I think that that would open up uh, Ryan Yarbrough or Yanni Chirinos kind of um, uh, welcome back into the rotation scenario. The KK video. I liked it that they did it on a Saturday game and on a competitive game on a non-day game. Love that. I, I, however, do not think it's just like a goodbye. I think it was just like, let's just take the time right now to Give him the ovation that he re- deserves, that he requires. Like, it's it, it's great. We I thought one of the best things to happen in 2022 was having KK up in the booth with Dwayne and BA. That was mm-hmm. so such a cool thing that they did on Wednesday. Um, and being just another guest analyst for the whole game. Like, and he did tremendous. I mean, he was just great, especially going not only going over his past plays in the outfield but jose siri made a couple of impressive catches and and it was so cool having the outlaw just kind of be be a guest analyst for that so i think it's i think it's open i think they both want to kind of see what the dollar signs will be um but honestly right now i think a kk reunion with the rays is more um possible then if you were to have asked me in February of 2021, hey, do you think uh, Chris Archer and the Rays uh, reunion is possible? I would have said bleep no. What the bleep? Bleep bleeping bleep no. Like now I feel way more confident of a KK reunion than I would have with a Chris Archer reunion. And that happened for $6 million nonetheless. So Okay. You mentioned more confident. On a scale of one to 10, 10 being you are willing to empty your bank account because you believe KK will return to the Rays versus one, no shot in hell that he returns to the Rays in 2023. Where are you vacillating at right now? One to 10. I think I'm at a four. Okay. So the so you're more leaning, you're, you're more confident that he would return versus Chris Archer, but you're still on the probably will not return train. Yes, because I feel like the Rays need to make moves to improve the offense. The defense, like, we get it. It's important. I agree. We need really good gloves. You have the gloves. You you have enough gloves. You have enough gloves. Enough. Just get a bat. Get a bat. That's it. And I don't think that bat is KK. No. And, um, again, this, I think this is something I've just exchanged in, uh, text messages, but we know about some of the past, uh, issues in the outfield between Kevin Kiermeyer and Randy Rosarena. And maybe that is an issue. I, I don't know how big of an issue, but maybe it's uh, a factor in this whole development. And quite frankly, it's, I'm, I am excited to see more of Jose Siri. And yeah. raise uniform going forward. Now so, uh, we yeah. mentioned all the bad news there. Um, I don't know. It does does this little ditty outweigh all that bad of Tyler Glass now 
expected to be activated and pitching on Wednesday? Does that 100%. outweigh the Shane Boz, the Brandon Lau, the KK maybe never coming back, the Yandy Diaz, the Dave Wills, all that? And maybe, <laughs> you know, not winning the first wild card. I don't, I don't know if it, if it does all of that, but it really is a big chunk of happiness for Rays fans to see, hey, this guy's going to put on the uniform, and not only is he going to be active in September, but we're going to have him for October, where it matters most. Now, he should be activated during that Cleveland series, they've said, maybe on Wednesday, maybe as an opener, maybe go two to three innings. I believe he has done... Two and two-thirds the most the last time he was out in Durham on, uh, I don't know, I think this was on Friday. Mm. Uh, and, and he looked just nasty. Two and two-thirds with six punchies. Six punchies in two and two-thirds. So, again, AAA. And I've seen the video of his strikeouts throughout his rehabs. And it's, it is AAA-type swings on yes. Tyler Glasnow's stuff. Like, he has been getting away with bad location because they're triple a hitters so if if you're just reading the box score watch the videos people and then you're like oh that that would get ham alejandro kirk could make some really good contact on that on that curveball because it stayed up so but regardless i'm excited i think race fans should be excited and that's a great last pick me up on this 30 minute show very, very yes. good uh, putting that on the, on, the, on the last end. Yeah, and um, they say that uh, the difference between AAA and the big leagues has never been greater. Um, that's what the people say anyway. Also, just to end it here, um, I do want to give a shout-out to briefly array Stephen Vogt on his happy retirement after this season. Um, who would have thought that he would – play 10 years in the bigs and be a two-time all-star after uh, the race traded him to the Oakland athletics for $150,000 in cash. Uh, the athletics him. also had John Jaso on the roster at that point, but 2012 to 2022 heck of a career for Steven Vogt. Uh, I feel like the race maybe gave up a little bit too soon on him. Uh, could have used some catcher help at least offensively over that time period um, yes. And also uh, one of the good guys in baseball. If, you'll, if you have a chance to read it, I mean, there he might have one of the longest Wikipedia pages for an athlete that I've ever seen, let alone an athlete of Stephen Vogt's caliber. Not to take away from Stephen Vogt, but he's not uh, he's not Yogi Berra over here. Yeah, he's not um, he's not A Rod or anything like that. But it's still like somebody really loved him some Stephen vote and took the time to type that thing up. So again, just a shout out to him as well. And uh, he wants to be a manager one day. So that's very good. Uh, hopefully the Rays uh, close things out uh, on a high note. We'll, uh, we'll uh, just a little update on our schedule here. So we will be not recording on Tuesday. We'll be back for a mailbag episode on Wednesday. So send us your tweets, DMS, emails, voice memos, locked on at gmail.com. And then uh, I comments on YouTube. Yeah, comments, comments on, on YouTube. YouTube as well. Drop them up there too. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and then uh, we'll also be off on Thursday as well, and uh, we should have Evan Klosky on the show on Friday. So there we go. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Thank you for making the Locked On Race podcast your very first listen every day. 
It's free and available on all platforms uh, like the Locked on MLB podcast. Talk to you soon. Peace.